0: Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining us today. I'm here with Abdullah and we're going to take a peek behind the mask. Thanks for coming, Abdullah.
1: Absolutely. I always enjoy uh, our time when we get to do these shows. It's always a fun time.
0: So today we wanted to talk about the links between homosexual uh, like homophobia and toxic masculinity. And I think it's a really good topic that definitely influenced me as a kid um, because you know there was that 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 stereotype of if i did something that was seen as you know quote unquote gay then you were somehow like less of a man and and especially in male circles as a kid it it was really you know you didn't want to be gay or whatever right like it seemed like a bad thing at the time because of the, just the way it was talked about and it was like you know you were you were lesser if you exhibited these traits um and and i guess it kind of made I don't know why but there was you know i think back then there were more general negative connotations right like you know it was still when i like you know gay marriage was still illegal and like there was it was just not you know in the forefront of conversation as well so that definitely factored into it but there was this idea that you know homosexual men were less of a of men they were more feminine they were more womanly and somehow that was bad
1: absolutely and uh, I know, even for me when I was a kid, even if it was within, not necessarily even within the context of uh, masculinity, it's like a lot of times I'd, like it just got to a point where a lot of people, if it was just any random topic, it's like, oh, I don't want to play that, I don't want to do this, or oh, I don't want to do this because it's gay. But it just became, you don't like it, and that just was the term. But in terms of masculinity, uh, I know anytime I would show any sort of share any sort of feelings or show any sort of positive, give any sort of positive attention to another uh, one of my male friends, a lot of times it's like, Hey, don't be gay or, Oh, that's gay. Mm -hmm. And I think that given, especially in the past, let's say decade, homosexuality and the talk of the queer community has all been in a more positive light and a lot more people are being more encouraged to, to come out and all of that. Uh, that wasn't necessarily a thing when I was like 10 years old. A lot, yeah. It was still very negative. There was a lot of stereotyping behind it. Um, and it was more of a, like even like gay men were a lot of times in like, in like media put down or used as a punchline, which was, I guess just further pushed the notion of, Oh, though that's not type of person I want to be. Mm-hmm. which obviously is far from the truth. Now that we see it like with modern eyes and that we've grown up and actually figured it out. But as kids, it just, kind of put that message in our head of, oh, I don't want to be gay. That's not good. And that just kind of further pushed the macho aspect of being a man because people that were gay were seen as a bit more feminine. Yeah. And And that's just sorry. Go ahead.
0: I can't speak to like any females experience, but even though I, I know the way I bullied some females, Because, you know, I I, I perpetuated these things as much as I was victim to them as well, right? Like, oh, like, you know, when you're in the moment, oh, don't do that, it's gay or whatever. And for, like, you know, women who liked sports and, like, that kind of stuff were athletic or fit, they were like, oh, you're a lesbian, you're a dyke, and, like, that kind of stuff as well. Um, It was definitely pervasive.
1: Absolutely. And then another aspect that goes into it, since we're in the realm of talking about when we were kids, uh, a big part of what... Forms the toxic masculine mindset is um, bullying because a lot of people, uh, a lot of people that are a bit more weak or a bit more shy, tended to be bullied. Like I know I was bullied when I was in school just because I was generally more quiet. Mm-hmm. And, I, and like when I was a kid, I was called gay. I was called a lot of a lot of things. And it's just the idea of you being bullied in a position of weakness because of the fact that you're quiet or that you are a bit more reserved or that you are might be slightly more feminine or just all of that, being bullied forces you to kind of build a mindset of I can't show any emotions, I need to build up a strong care I need to just like build up a wall around myself of masculinity so that people don't bother me because that's what a man should be and then obviously people that kept on being called gay as they were kids or even just people that showed any sort of weakness uh, were probably bullied and called gay or called queers or whatever terms um, derogatory terms that were aimed their way and that's kind of what helped foster them tell you oh I need to be tough I need to be macho just because any sort of weakness led to them being ridiculed otherwise
0: yeah and, and it's yeah and it seemed like the you know people would also tell you to not let it affect you right so like you're not supposed to let just like, like water off the back or whatever right um, off a duck's back and so it, it it definitely played in it was kind of like a, a negative feedback loop right um you don't want to act like if you start to act a certain way and they they call you something for it you interpret it badly so you want to make sure you don't act that way and then if you do you're even more sensitive to it and like that kind of thing
1: absolutely and um it's, it's just it's interesting tying tying into that is obviously um given just the nature of this world there are, especially in the past, men a lot of times were given more opportunities than women were just because of the nature of the beast, uh, especially in engineering, for example, that was for decades. It was like it was a boys club, and that's all it really was. And so there's that mentality of, oh, guys can just do whatever. And obviously, I don't mean to discredit any of the arguments against that or arguments the fact that women have been held back. But to an extent, there are also some interesting things to tie into this about how Guys, if they even try, like, like, yes, they are more free to do things, but there are certain aspects of it that might hinder them. For example, for the longest time, the color pink was known as a feminine color. So if guys wore pink, that showed weakness or femininity and all that, or even just like the notion of guys wearing skirts versus kilts, like in the case of kilts or otherwise. So it's like even dress code, uh, con- like uh, conformance and stuff like that. It's, uh, it does, a, it does change things and the mindset is like oh guys don't play with dolls guys don't wear pink guys guys don't wear skirts mm-hmm. and a lot of people that might have been wanting to explore themselves otherwise were immediately shut down by the ideals of this is what men do
0: yeah and i think and that's that- why people were so let's call it fearful like because because you know they didn't understand the gay community and and they were fearful because it it you know blurred those lines a bit these these men were acting in more feminine ways they were more comfortable with you know pierced earring pierced ears with pink and and these other behaviors and so you know they want society wanted to they we still only had the two boxes at the time largely and so it was like well if you're not this one i guess you're that one and and so Especially when you're, especially when you're a kid trying to figure out who you are, you know, you don't want that stress, and so it's is to just kind of agree with the narrative and then say, "Oh, I'm not that," right? And so it and it creates this fear based uh, hatred, really, right? Like most hatred is rooted in fear, um, and I mean, for me, it perpetuated. Beyond, you know, just being a young kid, because I, you know, in grade 12, so I was 18 or or maybe it was grade 11. But anyways, like I had a really good male friend. We were hanging out all of the time and I was immediately set labeled like, oh, you guys must be queer together. Right. And that even happened in Mm -hmm. university when I'd make really good male friends that like if I was consciously hanging out with them a lot, I must, you know, want to sleep with them or something like that, which I mean, even if I was gay, isn't necessarily the case. Right. But it was still and I, and you're still so especially, you know, it was kind of a masculine focused culture. And so I needed to stand my ground and, and like, no, I'm not that like, right. It's like the stereotypical, like beat my chest. I'm a man. Right. Was kind of like the response yeah. kind of.
1: No, absolutely. Even even now, um, since I graduated, I have a much smaller and more intimate group of friends that I spend time with, and so obviously I spend a lot of time with with some of them more than others. And sometimes I have some friends that I'll see them on a daily basis, and we'll do pretty much everything together, trying I going to go into the gym, going to dinner, everything together. And in my mind now, it is definitely not like it's not even a consideration. It's like, oh, I'm just spending time with a close friend. Mm-hmm. But I know. Uh, if this was, like, let's say 10 years ago, it definitely would have been looked at in a very different light. Um, yeah, I'd say the, the benefit of that is, for example, being in a university community and university environment, it's a lot more progressive. But obviously I know, like, in the schoolyard when you we were kids, obviously it was anything but progressive because it was all just a lot of very backward a lot of backwards thinking.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think, like, it's also... It definitely, as you know, when I was younger, I didn't know many out kids, right? Like, it, it's not like it is now where a lot of people come out much younger. But mm-hmm. there was like, I remember there being like a fear of being too close. I, I can only really recall one gay, out gay guy at my high school. And there was almost this like underlying fear of, if I was friends with him, people would assume I was gay, and that wasn't okay either. So it like factored in in, in other ways. And I also remember when I was, you know, in grades five or six, like there was a couple kids who would like pretend to be gay, whatever that means, right? They'd act in very mm-hmm. stereotypically gay ways, and it was like always making it the butt of the joke. And so, I mean, I, I mean, it, it will be interesting to, you know, eventually get someone who is homosexual on and, and talk to them about what that was like from their perspective, but it definitely just factored into me, like, like digging back into how I should be as a man, because I don't want to, like, I don't want to, look, if they, if I actually act like this, I'll be made fun of, if I actually do these things, like, it's just needing to protect myself from the perceived otherness, right? For
1: sure, and uh, for me, it's actually interesting, because it's for up until grade five I was raised in Canada and so with that I was around pretty much people people from our generation and at that time it was it was pretty it was still pretty bad um, how kids used to think but then the interesting thing is from grade six till the end of grade 11 I was living in the Middle East mm-hmm. and there uh, obviously the perception of people of the uh, queer community is a lot more negative than it ever was here yeah because in the middle East especially where where I went to school, I went to school in Kuwait. A lot of the laws and a lot of the perception of the country is based on Sharia law. It's based on Islam, and mm-hmm. so with that, obviously, homosexuality and being a part of the queer community is very much, very much looked down on. And so with that, there was a point in time where I grew my hair out because that was just something I wanted to try out. I want, I wanted to see that, and I did get a lot of comments thrown my way about, oh how I look like a girl, or, oh how I'm very feminine or just like a lot of negative and derogatory things that I don't necessarily want to get into were all Mm -hmm. thrown my way just because I was in a situation where I wanted to try something different for myself. And while I'm not like, well, I'm not gay, I don't have issues. I don't have any issues with homosexuality or with gay people, but I didn't necessarily enjoy the derogatory terms being thrown my way just because I was trying to do something different with my body, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, And so it's like, it's one of those things where why should your appearance affect how much of a man you are that's Mm -hmm. it's it's, it's very it's a very negative and backward way of thinking that does affect a lot of people because it's like oh this person wears pink or oh this person has long hair so obviously they're gay or or they're more feminine which i don't think is a fair judge of character or a fair judge of a person's orientation just based on the way they like to express themselves
0: definitely and i think it's so important to talk about these sorts of things and and the way they impacted straight men because it's like you know obviously people will say okay it, it you know the our experiences like this could not compare to if we were actually gay and and their experiences which is true but it's it's important to realize what it does to our minds and, you know, to other people, it could perpet. That's how the narratives perpetuate. Because if we didn't, you know, at some point come to this realization that those were m- bad people or, or mistaken people, you know, feeding us flawed logic and ignorance... Like, there are many people who never have that realization, so it just perpetuates itself. And so, it's really important, I think, for us to reflect on this. Like, I'd never really thought of it this way before. And I think it's so important um, to, you know, how it did impact my outlook and my experience. um, And, you know, I'm lucky that I could break out of it and not continue to perpetuate that. So, obviously, it doesn't compare to someone who you know, had to experience those things and was, you know, actually directly identifying with them. But it still definitely impacted the way I am. And I think, you know, I struggle a bit and and I'm still working on figuring out my exact gender identity. And I think largely it's, you know, it's it's very intersected with the way I viewed homosexuality. Because at the time, gender wasn't really on the conversation at all. And so, like... Because I had this fear of being gay, like it definitely impacted how I would do things and and the way, what I would allow myself to feel and be and that kind of stuff.
1: Absolutely, and um, it is uh, obviously for those that are still figuring out figuring it out. It is definitely an, like an adventure trying to figure out just understanding yourself a bit more. But I would say that a lot of the people that have figured it out um, are they're definitely in a, in, a, in a different type of mindset just because they don't have to try and live up to something that they're not they kind of are content with who they are and i feel like with a lot of men uh, especially regarding just homosexuality they are they are there are a lot of insecurities about themselves because they're just like there's like no i'm not gay but then if something even slightly like feminine or anything goes through their mind they just automatically get aggressive i know that i've had experience with people like that in my life where even just like going in to give somebody a hug would automatically just like set off alarms and red flags I'm like, nope, uh, don't touch me. I'm like, okay, um, fair enough. Mm. It's your personal space. You do your thing. But it is just more of a, I find that because of just overall how people were brought up and the in the society that we're in, people of a certain generation still very much view it as I am a man and I don't like being touched by other men in any context. I'm like, that's fair. That's 100% your prerogative and your comfort level, but I feel like it does like the societal impact did lead to a lot of people thinking in that way, and that's just further reinforces the fact that a lot that the definition of masculinity is lost on a lot of people.
0: Yeah, and I, you know, from my experience, I, um, you know, I kind of think I, you know, I'm not gay. And I know that now, but I think I did. I had wanted to explore. My brain is just something is like one that wants to explore anything. And so I kind of had over repressed it. And in university, like when I would be drinking, I did like, you know, there was sometimes I kissed dudes or we'd be playing different like stupid drinking games and that kind of thing. So I have I have ex- explored and experimented, I think, quite a lot more than the average male that I know of. Um, mm-hmm. And even I was, you know towards the end of my university career, I became quite comfortable in my in myself in, in that lens. And so I would often, you know, grind on guys and just kind of like have fun with it. But it was all, and you know, I hope it never came across as me like poking fun. It was just me being comfortable. But there were times, and one in particular, I remember I was at a I wasn't in my like typical environment with like university people. I was just at a random club in Niagara and I like went to grind up on some dude who was trying to grind up on my female friends um, and he freaked out and right then and there was trying to fight me. Like it was pretty intense. And so it was like he got so triggered by like the the thought that he could touch a dude in any sort of way like that. And it was really I mean, I don't remember ever being to that extent, but it was quite alarming to me um, that that it would be like so upsetting to him and that I mean, he clearly still felt like he had to defend his honor or something like that. Right. It was it was pretty intense, I guess.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's fair. Um, the sad reality is there are a lot of people like that, and I I have encountered a lot of them as well. Thankfully, not so many throughout my time at university, but definitely before that. Any sort of any sort of affection shown from one guy to another was automatically shut down, and people got defensive, and that happened a lot um, throughout my upbringing, just based on the just because of the environments I was in. I don't necessarily have a specific example like that to talk about, but no, mm. I I can definitely relate to that.
0: And I think you know we may have touched on this in another episode, but it, 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 it impacts you know just how males interact with each other so much generally, right? Like in every, in every avenue in in the media and stuff, I always just see the idea that I can't be uh, like emotionally intimate with men, right? even the stereotypes of the way brothers interact with each other or father and son like there's just not this idea of intimacy being allowed and so like it doesn't surprise me that you have all of these men who are like um you know basically starving for it and don't know what to do with themselves and they're derided and all of this stuff but if they don't think they can emotionally find support in other men one, like that's who they'd particularly be able to relate to actually on average. Um, and, and two, like where are they supposed to then get it, right? And so you see these people um, like they're they're just repressed and they don't know what to do with themselves. and and I do think it stems from, you know the homophobia at, at you know at young ages is, is one of them, but there's also it's also the idea that women are lesser and all of these other things that, you know, kind of perpetuate at a very young age, more so, luckily. But if we don't address them, like, it it does just kind of stick there. And then also the kids just keep relearning it as, as you know, it gets to the next generation, the next generation.
1: Absolutely. And uh, in the case of a lot of, in the case of men who aren't necessarily very outgoing, or in the case of men that don't necessarily have or, like, whatever, away with the ladies and don't necessarily have those female, like, close friends or female close people in their life that they can share, like, share their feelings with. And a lot of men just don't feel comfortable sharing their feelings with, with other men. And that definitely does lead, like, it's not healthy for a lot of people because obviously, a big part of working towards your mental health is being open about it and seeking help. But a lot of times, if you can't really seek help in the people that can relate to a lot of the issues that you have, by that being other men it just perpetuates the notion of i'm in this alone yeah. and then you just have to struggle by yourself and not necessarily have an avenue to work out your problems so there is that mentality of i can't share my feelings with other men because that's quote unquote gay or i'm a man and i men don't share feelings or men keep it bottled in it's that sort of conditioning that does lead to a lot of like Unhealthy men, like mentally unhealthy men in society today.
0: Yeah. A lot of
1: insecure men in society today.
0: Definitely. And I think another big piece of it that we haven't touched on yet is actually how that homophobia changes the way men interact with women. Because it's not just I was called gay if I, you know, hugged another dude or wanted to share my feelings, if I wasn't kind of actively pursuing sex. Right. If I had female friends I wasn't trying to sleep with, I would like, you know, I hang out with a female friend for a few hours. They leave and I get asked, oh, did you try and sleep with her? Did you try and kiss her? No. Oh, what are you gay? So it's like if I'm not if I'm not persistently and consistently pursuing, you know, what men should want, which is getting laid and that kind of stuff, then I also must be gay. So that same deep rooted fear pushed me to want to like pushed me to pursue women more aggressively because i if i didn't then i'm gay or whatever right so i i think the it also really it really impacted at least for me and i think others as well like the relationship i had with women because there's this deep-seated root again of what a man should be and i think it was directly you know homophobia is a part of that right
1: and it's there's a bit of irony in that too in that a lot of straight men will perceive gay men as hypersexual or a lot more sexually active Mm -hmm. but then it's the fear but it's the fear of homosexuality that forces men to be more sexually active because that's how they show that they're men so there's just a bit of a a contradiction there
0: Mm -hmm. well i I mean it is a yeah it is that stereotype of just men generally i guess and so the idea is that men are the Men are the more sexually aggressive sex, and um, so if there's two of them, then they'd be more like it, it's, I guess, exponential. Is the thought? I don't know the, I, I'm, assu- you know, I don't know the validity of that, but it definitely, um, yeah, per- permeates. If that's the right word, I don't that know. That
1: is the right word, yeah.
0: And so you know what. Why did you want to talk about this generally? Like, what piqued your interest about this topic?
1: So, in just preparing for this, I was just trying to think back on a lot of the toxic masculine aspects of the way that I thought when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this was one that I don't that I don't necessarily talk about at all anymore. and it just kind of sparked my interest to as I fleshed it out a bit more in my mind, just to try and hear a second person's opinion on it. Mm-hmm. And it's just because of the fact that it, it has, to an extent, obviously, I don't want to say it it was a big part of my childhood or it affected my upbringing, but it was a part of my childhood that I feel like now, given that we are in a bit more of a politically correct culture and a bit more of an accepting and welcoming culture in society that pretty much just got swept under the, not swept under the rug in the sense, but it's, not, it's no longer talked about and it's no longer there, but it is an issue. The people from my generation to go through and a lot of people just subconsciously have that sort of mentality stuck in their head and a lot of times will react to it aggressively and i have noticed that even recently with just certain friend groups of mine mm-hmm. and so that's why i'm just like i feel like this is worth bringing up and at least starting the discussion on the fact that this was to this was an issue for me it was like for people from my generation growing up but now no one ever talks about
0: it anymore. Yeah, and I think it's important to know, I I appreciate that and I think it's important to note that just because people aren't talking about it doesn't mean it's gone, right? You and I mm-hmm. have reconciled with these things, but we we're not the average, I would say. And so I think there's many people our age and older who still have these things in their deep in in their brain and like, you know, when I when I I had a I had a gay friend who was living in Belleville, Ontario, and basically, like he's on grinder, and basically everyone there is closeted still because they don't like so like the, the environment we have in Waterloo or in Toronto, where we think it's all it's all well and good. That's very much not the case in a large portion of the country. Um, very much a bubble. Yeah, it's very much a bubble. And so and, and I mean, I think it's so important to be able to talk so openly about this, uh, even though I'm sure there's a handful of people who would say a lot of what. I said if if not both of us, it was politically incorrect, and you know how dare of course there's nothing wrong with it, and, and it's like yes, but we need to be able to talk about when we thought there was and why we thought there was and I think the other thing that it was so much more uh insidious as a kid to be called gay than to be called a woman, right, because you know when you're ten you i don't know i did, I didn't necessarily know I wasn't gay and and you know and so it's like the, the fear was more real because I thought it wasn't okay. And I thought if I could be right and like I knew I wasn't a woman or whatever based on the, the, the dialogue of, of the time. And so if I did something and I was called a woman or, or a pussy or whatever, I was like, OK, I'm not that. But if they called me gay, there is a piece of me that's like, oh, well, maybe. Right. Because you don't know at, at that young age. Right. Or you don't necessarily know.
1: Uh, yeah exactly and and it's an interesting thing because obviously when, when you get like if somebody called me a woman i kid like as a kid i know what a I know what a girl looks like yeah but, but if somebody called me gay it's just the fear of the unknown i'm just like i i don't know if i am i don't i don't necessarily know what being gay entails but you're just saying it in such a derogatory term i'm just like oh no i'm not gay how dare you call me gay it's yeah. like it's like it's like i am that the fear of the unknown as you or the fear of the things that we don't understand and yeah. like trying to explain homosexuality to, to, to a 10 year old is doesn't necessarily make sense. They don't understand, they won't understand it. And so they're just afraid of it. And yeah. it's like, no, I'm not gay. And so th- that just sticks with them because people don't have these sorts of conversations growing up if they're straight. And if they don't really have, if they don't necessarily like think about it, it's like, Oh no, I'm just going to have to prove that I'm a man. And then that just, that mentality just sticks with them.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, important to note as well that like we didn't really or at least i didn't really have you know i learned what gayness was from the media i guess i'd see it in a movie or something but your real first introduction to anyone talking about it is it being used in a derogatory way so you like for some people they could not even know what the word means but if the first time you hear it is someone yelling it at you in clearly a demeaning manner what what are your implications going to be? Take like how are you going to take that, and how are you going to associate with that, that word? Um, because if it's not presented to you earlier than that, right? Um, if like the first time you hear the F word, if it's yelled at you, you're you just kind of can tell from the tone what it is, <laughs> right? Um, and so I think that's an important piece as well.
1: Yeah, and uh, I guess with that, it's it's not just for. Straight men being called gay and having it come off in a negative and derogatory term for somebody that might be curious or growing up or somebody that does is actually is actually gay that very much could impact them. they like very, very negatively just because then it's like oh this is using a derogatory term that must mean there's some that must mean there's something wrong. This must mean like I'm I'm not what i should be and it's like again just perpetuating that negative stereotype and putting those in like that are a part of the queer community in a very negative light and making them like terrified of coming out or terrified of admitting that, that they're gay yeah and that, that's again just terrible for everybody
0: yeah absolutely i i think i think we can both agree that any of what we talked about is obviously like likely exponentially worse for anyone that's actually gay or part of that queer community to have experienced but I do think it's important to note that you know it impacted us as well right because you 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 consistently will hear of the impacts it has on that community and I think it's important to talk about but it's also important to note that it it impacts everyone right it detriments everyone in some ways as well and, and that is the side you don't often hear
1: absolutely no, I agree.
0: Well, I appreciate uh, I appreciate you suggesting this topic. It it actually made it it started turning a lot of cogs in my head that I, I hadn't really thought of it in this light before. Um. So so thank you and thanks for being aw- honest and open about about your stuff as well.
1: Uh, no, absolutely. Again, I do strongly believe that topics like this do need to be discussed and addressed because there are a lot of people that just haven't ever really confronted. what they like the way that they used to think as kids and confronted the mindset that they grew up with and it's definitely worth reflecting on and just seeing how society has changed and where we are now and uh, just who we want to become as people because a lot of times this these sorts of mentality will hold us back and will actually will prevent our society from ever progressing and becoming a bit more welcoming and more inclusive so it's the discussions like these that should be brought forward In order to get society to a better point than it is now,
0: perfect. Uh, Well, thanks to everyone as well who was listening. Um, I hope you enjoyed your piece behind the mask.